episode of Writing Easy, the podcast that helps writers and other creatives take it easy. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. Well, today we are going to be talking about a, an article that we read. See, we read things. And uh, it had an interesting headline. It says it's from The Guardian uh, in February 27th. It said 27 Feb because, of course, it's UK. The headline is A Dirty Secret. You can only be a writer if you can afford it. And there's a graphic here of a woman sitting at a computer typing while a bunch of hands hold her up. One is holding her computer. One is holding a glass of wine for her, which is really nice. And one's holding a fan, which is wow. And uh, yeah, three hands are holding her as seats. So uh, implying that this writer is being uh, held up by other people in order to do her craft. It was a very provocative headline. Yeah. Although I don't know how much of a secret it was. It was not a secret for me. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the subheadline is, there's nothing more sustaining to long-term creative work than time and space, and these things cost money. Yep. It's an interesting article. We went around with our friends. And the main thrust is that being able to make a living as a writer of books takes some privilege. You can't just do it you know you, you, there's a there's a lot of um financial investment personal financial investment uh that that is required whether it just be having the time to write um or then other they talk about other expenses like you know self-publishing and and investing in your own in your own business and having that money is it is something that not everybody has and so that's not fair i guess <laughs> i mean yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't think the <laughs> issue, though, is that I feel like this article was triggering in a variety of ways. And one of the reasons I found it triggering is because writing, it's not that writing is expensive to do, necessarily, in my opinion. It is that people do not pay writers a livable wage for what they are doing. Um, and only a select few are in a position where they can actually afford to live and provide for themselves solely on their income without any support from family members or friends or like even thinking about health insurance, right? I know a lot of people who are single do not write full time because they're like, I don't have somebody else's health insurance and I can't afford to pay for health insurance. So I need an employer that can actually provide that for me. There's like a lot of those things built into our institutions that make it very mm -hmm. difficult for one solo single or head of household to be able to support themselves through writing it's not impossible though but it's difficult yeah there's yeah there's a couple aspects first of all is that yeah i don't think you could support yourself right you, i don't think you can support a family writing novels writing fiction statistically speaking it's statistically impossible. Some people do it, obviously, but you can't count on it. Well, are you talking, are you speaking traditionally pubbed or are you including self-publishing? Hmm. You know, I don't know enough about self-publishing details to, to make that. I, to, I don't think I would feel comfortable making that assumption. I was thinking, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking trad pub, but yeah, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So for the sake of this conversation, let's start with traditionally publishing. And I wonder if, if that's the reason why the industry, I found, tends to have a lot more women in it. Because they've got a husband who's, uh, who's supporting them. 
I don't know. It, it is interesting. I don't know if that's the reason why or not. I think that um, writing is often looked at as like not a real career, not a real job. Yeah. Um, and I do think a lot of men are discouraged from doing it because they're like, you should be the provider. You need to earn, a, yeah. you know, have a stable career and um, provide for your family. And they often will take that burden on. So I, I do think that could um, account for some of this. And the other thing is, is I don't, I don't know why, I mean, this, this thing says that uh, to be a writer, you have to have, have to have a, some support. Even in the subheadline, it says long-term creative work. That, I think that could be said for any creative work. If I want to be a writer, if I'm going to be a, an actor, if I'm going to be a musician, if I'm going to be a painter, you know, any creative work. I mean, everyone says that, right? Like, if you say I'm going to be an actor, like, well, what's your fallback? Right. Well, you better have a day job. You know, like, you get to wait tables for, like, that's, that's kind of how it is for trying to be a creative professional, you know, purely for purely entertainment purposes. Like I can be, I can be a graphic designer, you know, that's kind of a day job. If I'm going to be, you know, live la vie bohème, uh, I need some money. You know, we're not living in the, in the world of rent. I can't have someone uh, steal money from a, uh, an ATM for me. I can't commit fraud. And uh, don't get me going on that rant. You know, so it's, yeah, there's some part of it is like, well, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Not a secret. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of privilege in this article and um, that's mm -hmm. discussed in this article in terms of the different social classes. And I think that exists very much in the art space where you will run across people who have a lot of support systems in place and who don't have to struggle to find and have the creative outlet or have the resources and access to resources that they need to be successful mm -hmm. and they're not dependent upon the revenue that they earn from royalties and sales and um, advances to be able to support themselves. And you'll find an another group of writers who or creatives who are, who have struggled for everything and who are in debt up to their eyeballs mm -hmm. and who are like, I have sacrificed so much to get here. And like, in my opinion, I feel like those folks like have so much fight and resilience yeah. that whenever an opportunity comes, like there's a different amount of focus and discipline that I see when I run into individuals like that versus ones who are like, oh, I have 40 hours a week and I don't do anything but write and I can daydream and go on retreats and all that. Like, that's great. Yeah. But I just feel like there's, when you have money on the line and you have a stake in the game and like it's, mm -hmm. I either get a roof over my head or I'm on the streets, like it, helps you prioritize how you spend yeah. your time that is a that is a hell of a focuser isn't it it's like get right. this article done that, that'll kill writer's block real quick like um, something's got to be on this page <laughs> yeah or i don't eat so i wonder then uh, this isn't the direction we were going to go in this conversation but like is it better then to make yourself that hungry you know, I have a day job. I have a very nice day job, which I, I enjoy. And I, for a long time, felt very guilty about it. Uh, I don't anymore. You know, but does has that made me soft? Has that made me not as fit to try to make my living as a writer or as an artist? Because I haven't had that. And I have sold out to the man. I'm not, like, living the vivo M. I don't know. I feel like everybody's story is different. Like, everybody's... yeah experience is going to be different. I 
too have a full-time job. It pays very nicely. But it's interesting because I've been talking about this and my job ends in June uh, and I was going to transition and try and do some writing and editing full time, which we'll get into like the side business, the side hustle to help support you. But there is a new focus knowing that like if I want to do this, like I have to I have a new sense of urgency around mm-hmm. my writing now because I don't have that safety net and I don't have that mm-hmm. cushion and I know I have a limited window to take advantage of this opportunity. And so I do think there's for me my accountability mentality and psyche like it needs some of those parameters but not everybody works that way. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think that's a good thing to keep in mind um is how do you work best? If you're if you are so scared about making a living that it's going to lock you up completely, then, you know, get a day job, right. you know, or wait some tables or something. That's, I think you just have to find what, what you, what works for you, but just be aware that if you want to make a living at this, it, it's not easy. I mean, it, you, even if you start publishing books, you don't, the money doesn't roll in. It's a, it's a very low paying field. Yeah. And, and like, like pretty much all creative fields, you just, the, the people who make the lots of money are the outliers. Yeah. And let's be real here. Like you, you will make little, very little for a very, very long time, possibly always. Uh, and there's no real in between. It's like you make a little or you make an obscene amount. And mm-hmm. um, a lot of folks who make an obscene amount will say it's a combination of luck and opportunity, but yeah. a lot of luck and timing that allows them to like their work to go viral, to have the kind of reach that it hits a tipping point that they can then bring in an, an additional amount of, of money and command that from their deals. Yeah. But, and I think this is the important thing. Hopefully no one's turned off the, the podcast at this point in, uh, in despair. <laughs> you don't need to. You could be a perfectly legitimate writer and have a day job. Yes. You could have a perfectly legitimate writer and not sell books. I mean, you don't have to do that if you don't want to. You know, you you can. It doesn't take anything away from your legitimacy. It's your art. If all you're doing it is sharing it with your friends, that still counts. I think most writers don't quit their day jobs, and a lot of people I know have been like, "Well, yeah, I." I had a day job for a long time, and then finally I got to the point where maybe I think I could probably uh, make a living on just this, but I'm going to keep this part-time job just in case. You know, like, and that's fine. It's totally allowed. I think it's it's allowed. It is okay. You do what works for you and what brings you joy, uh, what allows you to tell your stories. Everybody has different goals. Um, and I will say, like, going back to the self-publishing thing, because I definitely, oh, yeah. I did indie publish. Um, and yeah. I know a lot of people who do use that to make their living and they make more money than they could by going traditionally published. So there are mm-hmm. some new ways, or I say new, meaning new in the last decade or so, yeah. ways of generating revenue that were not available to authors 20, 30 years ago. And that has helped break down some of the class divide. It's still tough. But you yeah. can, I think the the beauty of that business model is that you don't have to reach millions in order to make a lot of money. 
Um, and there's, mm-hmm. I cannot remember the name of the article, but there was this one um, article that referenced you only need a fan club of a thousand people to be able to have a sustainable living as an artist. Because oh, wow. if you're selling to a thousand people on a regular basis, maybe you have a mailing list or a newsletter that's larger. But if people are buying every time you publish or release an album or, or whatnot from that group, that's enough revenue from your sales if you don't have all the other overhead of a big studio and you know agents and editors and different people taking commission. So it is a different way to look at it. It does make it more affordable and eliminate some of the privilege, but it also takes connections and research. And if and you time. don't want to, in time that a lot of people don't have. So again, it's like a getting creative and trying to figure out what works best for you. Yeah. Ultimately, you're doing it for, for you. And it's not... You know, being a published author isn't going to fix all your problems. It isn't going to make you happy. It's not going to, you know, be your purpose in life. Yes. So, you know, it's getting really, really philosophical now. But, you know, think about what you want to do with your time on this planet. And uh, don't don't let other people tell you what it should be. I'm wondering, maybe we should have some uh, authors. Maybe we should get some authors in who make a living off of their writing. Yeah. If we can find them, we'll see if we can get them on. I know a few. I know a few. Yeah. We know, we know a few. Many. But I'll tell you, they hustle. Right. The hustle is it's legit. Like, you also have to be willing to work. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of work. All right. Well, hopefully this has not been discouraging. Hopefully we've, we've given you a couple other perspectives on this article and this way of thinking uh, that – you don't have to you don't have to make a living at all, or you can make a living in other ways. Um, yeah. So with that, I will remind you all that writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. See you next time. Bye. Bye.